Assalamu alaikum. Today we're going to be diving into the depths of the ocean of the Quran to extract another amazing pearl from Surah Al-Dhariyat. This is ayah number 56 where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, A'udhu billahi min ash-shaytan ar-rajim wa ma khalaqtu al-jinna wal-insa illa liya'budun. And this is another fundamental principle of the Quran. This idea of worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. What is the purpose of our creation? Why did Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala create us? He says very clearly in simple Arabic language that I have not created the jinn and mankind except for one purpose, one reason, and that is so that they may worship me. Okay? And so this really is, you know, we need to understand what does the word ya'budun mean? Because this is like our purpose of life, right? And this is a question that many people rarely question, right? So many people, they're living their lives just eating, drinking, sleeping, you know, entertainment, watching football and sleeping, you know, and just basically spending their entire life and then dying eventually without even knowing their purpose. And so here Allah is teaching us that there is a purpose behind our creation. We weren't just created to, you know, play. There is, this is a test and those who worship him will pass the test. Those who don't worship him will pretty much fail the test because we haven't fulfilled the right of Allah subhanahu And you can think of this ayah where Allah tells us what his rights are, right? He created us. He's been so merciful with us. He's gifted us with so many blessings. What does he seek in return? That we worship him. So let's understand what this word worship means because often, you know, ibadah, this word worship, is limited to just, you know, ritualistic things that Muslims do, right? Like praying, fasting, paying, you know, zakat or charity to the poor, uh, going to the, you know, higher pilgrimage or saying the shahada. These are like known as the five pillars of Islam, right? These are part of ibadah, but it's not all of ibadah, right? Unfortunately, you know, many Muslims today, they think that by just doing these five pillars, you are a abd of Allah, you are a slave of Allah and you're doing your part. That's not real because if you think about it, right, the pillars of a structure or a house or a building, they just give you the foundation. What you need to add on top of the foundation and the pillars is the actual furniture, the design, the interior design. That's what makes this uh, ibadah a way, complete way of life. And you know, ibadah here also emphasizes this idea of submission, willing submission, right? You have to willingly, out of your own choice, out of your own freedom, submit to the master. And you know, whenever you have abd, okay, which literally means slave, right, in the Arabic language, then it means that there is a master. And so there, here Allah is telling us in this ayah that He created us for this purpose so that we may accept the role of the slave and accept his role being the master, right? And you know, the master-slave relationship, it's primarily a, a role of obedience, right? What makes a slave a slave of a master? It's really obedience. If you claim to be a slave but you don't obey your master, then you're not a slave, right? And you know, slaves, right? This idea of slaves back in the history, right? We have pretty ugly images of what slavery meant. Why? Because the masters back then were merciless. 
they were completely, you know, treating their slaves in a very inhumane way, very unjustly, right? Allah here is his relationship with us, him being the master, is a completely different relationship. It's a relationship based on love, it's a, a relationship based on mercy and care. And that's why he sent down these books, these divine books and messengers to teach us the ideal way of life, to, to explain to us what it means to be as a true slave of Allah. You know, the prophets, they were the ideal example of what it means to be a true slave of Allah. Someone who submits his life entirely to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this is the ultimate freedom. When you accept Allah as the one single master, right? He is the one God. There is no partners with Him, no associations of any other partners with Him. You only submit to Him. This is the ultimate freedom. You know, people who claim to, you know, shy away from religion. They say, I don't want to follow any religion because I don't want anyone telling me what to do. I want to be free to do what I enjoy doing. I want to be my own boss. I don't want to hire authority over me. And so these, these people, they think that they're free. But in reality, they are enslaved to their own desires. Right? There's people today who are enslaved to money. There's people who are enslaved to entertainment. People who are enslaved to the opposite gender, to temptations and desires. Some even are enslaved to video games. Right? Why? Because this is human nature. The willingness to be enslaved to something, the willingness to worship something, this is human nature. And so if you leave the worship of Allah, you will end up worshipping multiple idols, right, in your heart. Multiple idols like, you know, drugs and alcohol and gaming and, you know, I don't know, all sorts of things that are addictions to human beings today. Where does ultimate freedom come from? When you break all these idols in your heart and you say, I'm only going to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I am free with the worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Another fundamental teaching of this deen is this idea that, you know, spirituality and our relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, this is not just a small compartment of our life, like other compartments. You know, so as human beings, we have compartments in our life. You have the compartment of, you know, your health, the compartment of your work, compartment of family, compartment of social, fun, compartment of, you know, spirituality, compartment of intellectual growth. These are multiple compartments and usually in the Western world, spirituality is treated also as another compartment, right? And they treat meditation as a compartment. Whereas the teachings of the Quran here, Allah is telling us that that is the primary purpose of your existence. I created you to worship me. And so therefore, spirituality for us as Muslims is the core. That is the foundation. And everything else revolved around it. And so therefore, to understand this more clearly, right? Me going to my job is ibadah. Me going to take my kids out for ice cream, this is also a form of ibadah. Right? I'm fulfilling my role as a slave of Allah. By me going to you know, the park with my children, by me going to my, uh, with my wife on a candlelight dinner, that is also a form of ibadah. For me to go to the gym and work out and be healthy, that is also a form of ibadah. By me sleeping also with the intention of you know, waking up early and fresh and taking care of my body, this is also a form of ibadah. And so these are all different forms of ibadah. And you see how holistic our deen is, how holistic Islam is. 
it really touches every single aspect of your life and then you can stress you don't you don't have to stress out about anything right because everything you do becomes a source of ibadah a source of getting close to allah subhanahu even the mothers who are cooking in the kitchen their cooking becomes ibadah right why because you are connected to allah subhanahu wa and you realize your ultimate role being the worshipper of allah subhanahu wa and so you know we need to remember that this is the ultimate purpose of our creation now you know many people they you know are very concerned about their character with people around them right their akhlaq their character their manners but here we're talking about the manners with allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for someone who does not accept the role of a slave to this master they are not you know uh, dealing with him in the right manner right how dare we not enslave ourselves to him after all he's done for us after all the favors he's given us the least we can do is be accept and submit that he is the true master he is the one who deserves to be worshiped none other than him and through that we find our happiness and peace and freedom to choose our ultimate master willingly because we trust that he is merciful he is kind he is loving and so with that we conclude today's beautiful pearl from the quran i'll see you tomorrow with another beautiful pearl and fundamental teaching from the quran assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh